0: Just a few housekeeping things. Um, y'all can uh, put me on, on air right now. Uh, welcome, Indianapolis. Congratulations on the new facility. Amen. Let's just give God praise for providing a facility for our Indianapolis campus. Amen. Just give me some lights in the house. As you help Shaitan. I'm just trying to get something wet for my, my, ha- my hands, sticky. I think Shaitan may been, I think it's something a little bit closer than where he might have went to Walgreens. <laughs> Target. <laughs> Amen. So um, I strongly encourage you. Oh, thank you. Um, i beat you, man. Here, I'll take that, too. Praise the Lord. Um, to watch the chosen. There's a link in the, in the app right there. Actually, I might as well go ahead and do a little housekeeping things um, right now. Just get the announcements out of the way so I can get to the important stuff. But really, this, the chosen will help you see Jesus. So I encourage you to get it. Go to your app store and grab it. Okay, and so um, also we're a little bit late getting our book out, but um, on our, uh, our devotional, but um, actually I got a proof copy to look at it, it's, it's going to be in the mail today, just got a, a message that that package is coming, so, um, all right, so. We've got a, a, I say devotional, not devotional, planner. We've got a planner, a 2020 planner, and it's, it's pretty, praise the Lord. And so, uh, and, and it'll, it'll help, help you with your planning and, and writing down the, the one thing that the Lord gives you, help, help you to move forward uh, in the direction of the goals that God has put on your heart, the dreams that God's put in your heart, so um, some of you you can pre-order it right now, um, and, and we'll we'll have it soon. Praise the Lord. The chosen, you can. There's a link on the app. It's a it's it's a TV series that uh, is about Jesus, and it's really really good. So um, one other thing I want to share with you, and that is. Um, we have a, a, a community called Faith Life Church Community. Um, it's an online application, and um, that's all we need, right, is another thing to join. But um, the reason why, uh, wait, don't try to help God. We'll get to that in a few moments. (laughs) All right. But um, some of y'all needed to wake up. So i navigate over here to these announcements. Okay, so it's a few hoops you got to go through, but you only got to do it once. All right. And the instructions are, uh, they're detailed instructions on if you go to the Summit Church community. And if you're not a member of that, ask to join. You have to, to request to join because that's a members-only Facebook page. Okay. In that, there's a link to join Faith Life. Okay. Once you join Faith Life, there's a Bible reading plan. It actually started on Thursday, but you can start at any time. Um, and I've got a Bible reading plan so that the church, if you so this is your mission, if you choose to accept it. I have a Bible reading plan for the book of Romans. To read Romans in four weeks, anybody can do it. Just a few minutes a day. Just a small, bite-sized portion of Scripture to read, and in four weeks, you will have read the book of Romans, and that's um, 16 chapters. So you say, well, why why that? Why Romans? Well, it's, it's just no particular reason. I just wanted you to, uh, I just wanted us to read the Bible together. Because, see, that's how you see Jesus. People are like, how did I see Jesus? I just walk up around, walk around, and look up in the air towards heaven. <laughs> you see him in the Word. See him in the Scriptures. and It's just something about just reading. Even if you don't understand it, just keep going and keep reading. After we get through with Romans, we'll do something else. Okay? And so far, we've had Overwhelming response. I think thirteen people are on there. <laughs> so, uh, so wait, we're waiting on you. And um, and if you don't join this, God's not going to be mad at you. You know, your dog is not going to fall over and die, or anything like that. It's just something we, um, I I come up with these things to to try to to help you. It's all about Helping you to see Jesus. It's all about. We have a lot of things going on, you know, digitally, and we've got church online. We've got. We're on YouTube right now, live. Um, but understand there's only really one. I've got a lot of topics too when I teach, but only one thing that we're focused on, one message. That's Jesus Christ and him crucified. No it's Jesus plus nothing. No additives. No preservatives. Just Jesus. Okay. So let's jump right in. I think we all get tempted sometimes to want to help God. But I want to encourage you not to do so in, in this message today. God can do it all by himself. Now, you do what you're led to do. We're led by the Holy Spirit. You have a navigator living on the inside of you that, that will lead you. Huh? And if, if animals can do things by instinct, how much more can we be led and guided by the Holy Spirit. I was watching last night um, as I was going to bed, still fighting with this presentation again. Goodness. Um, but we'll be all right. I was watching, there was something, something in Africa, and they were having these, I think they call it hatchlings, these little these little uh, turtles, baby turtles. They were, give, they were uh, just born. They were coming up out of the ground and the sea was, was uh, in front of them, and they should start running. You saw that? They should start running. Just how do they know to do that? And they got an enemy coming at them, these birds coming in trying to grab them and take them up and eat them. How, how, how do they know that? They just knew, As soon as they come up out of that ground, as soon as they give them bird, they just, a, a a whole bunch of like hundreds of them, just start scattering. You know, some of them made it; some of them didn't. <laughs> How much more should we, as believers, be led and guided and directed by the Spirit of God? First, Thessalonians, Oh, okay. We're gonna we're gonna do a confession. Let's 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 make this confession. Guess what? You don't have to repeat it after me. We got it up on the screen. You ready? The eyes good. Yeah. All right. Ready, read. I am greatly blessed, highly favored, and deeply loved by you. I am the disciple who Jesus loves. I am my father's favorite child. I am the apple of his eye. I am well-pleasing in his sight. I receive the love that my father has for me. Everything I do and touch shall be blessed because I'm the beloved. I am loved, righteous, blessed. Prosperous, redeemed, forgiven, talented, creative, confident, secure, disciplined, focused, prepared, qualified, motivated, valuable, free, determined, equipped, empowered, anointed, accepted and approved, not average, not mediocre, holy, flawless, without blemish, blameless and free from accusation. I am a child of the Most High God. I will become all I was created to be in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. All right. Now, Indianapolis, you might say, well, where is is that? Um, You know what? I dropped the ball, but somehow you can get it. You know where you can get it? And and some of you, several people have asked where they can get this confession. Y'all want this? It's in Faith Life. It's right there. It's waiting on you. It's inside Faith Life. So join Faith Life and you will have it. Thank you, Lord. Whether it's on the screen or not, you can follow right along with me. Take it, copy it, put it on, on your phone when when people talk crazy to you on the job. Amen. You can remind yourself who you is. In Christ Jesus, and Mary said she added the confession to the app under Sunday morning icon. Take it off because I want them to join. They were not going to join Faith Life. They now. I, oh shoot! I was getting ready to join. I was going. I was going to join Faith Life, and now I don't have to. No, go ahead and, and, and join Faith Life. But no, the confession is right there. Um, so Indianapolis, there you go. And Fort Wayne. Okay, praise the Lord. First Thessalonians, let's go to this first verse. Let's just jump right in here. Wait. Everybody say wait. If you're taking notes, just write that down. Because sometimes, anybody ever ever, ever feel like God's taking too long? You wish he'd just show up already? <laughs> but he's there whether you, whether you feel him, whether you see him, whether it looks like it. We have a hope. And the Bible says this hope that we have is an anchor for our soul. That's in Hebrews chapter 6. But look, look at what this says. See, hope is our anchor. You can't live without hope. It's like water. You can't live without it. But since we belong to the day, let us be sober, having put on the breastplate of faith and love. And for a helmet, everybody say helmet. For a helmet, the hope of salvation. You, you, a helmet, what does a helmet do? I, I ride a bike. And what what a helmet is very important. It protects your head. It's for your protection. All right? And that's what hope, hope is a protection for your thought life. Huh? Now, there's um, a difference. See this? So what do we have for a helmet? The hope of salvation. The word salvation is an all-inclusive word. It means deliverance, preservation, healing, safety, soundness, and prosperity. So you have a hope of your healing. You have a hope of your prosperity. Okay? Because guess what? You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Now, we're going to get to that. But, see, you have have hope. Now, this is not worldly hope. See, worldly hope says, well, I'm just a hoping and a praying. It's almost like a a wish. You ever hear people, well, I'm I'm just hoping for the best. That's not Bible hope. That's like a wish. So throw, throw that out of your mind. Bible hope is a, and if you're taking notes, I strongly encourage you to write this down, commit it to memory. Bible hope is a confident expectation, some of y'all know what? Of good. Say hope is a confident expectation of good. See, some, some people, they go around with, with negative thoughts. They You know, people like that think the worst of every situation. But we should have a positive expectation of good. Amen. And see, this is a a protection for our soul. See, a helmet's on your head. Hope in your soul. Thank you, Lord. That's protection for your soul, for your thought life. How many of you know your thought life is very important? And the devil will try to plant thoughts in your head. Can anybody relate to that? And what's even more subtle is he can put thoughts in your head and and try to make it look like it's coming from you. And he'll, he'll flip it instead of saying, well, you're unattractive or you're no good or you're a failure, instead, instead of that, he'll, pers- he'll, he'll, he'll say it like you're saying it, like, I'm unattractive. I'm a failure. Nothing I ever do uh, turns out right. Nothing good uh, ever happens to me. I don't think I have what it takes. You ever hear those thoughts, those kind of thoughts in your head that are negative? That's not not a positive expectation of good, is it? But it it looks like the thought's coming from you, and if you're not careful, you think that's your thought. But that's not your thought. That's good news, y'all. That's not your thought. So what do you do? You throw it away. I'm unattractive. No, who, who told you that? You are attractive. I'm no good. Who told you that? That comes from the enemy. I'm no good. Even though, it look, in that subtle, seems like it's coming from you. He'll tell you stuff like, you ought to be ashamed. Throw that thought away. You are who God says you are. Now, let's, let's go to Galatians chapter 5 and verse 5. Hope is a confident expectation of good. Galatians 5 and 5. You can, uh, Also follow along in your app. For we through the Spirit, <clears throat> for we through the Spirit, eagerly wait for the hope, for the hope, for the hope of righteousness by faith. For the hope of righteousness by faith. Hope is the confident expectation of good. The moment that you made Jesus the Lord of your life, how many of you made Jesus the Lord of your life? You became the righteousness of God. So you are righteous by faith. Okay? And see, we should, we because we're righteous by faith, we should wait for the confident expectation of good. So we should wait for the good to happen because we are righteous by faith because that's what we do as as the righteousness of God by faith we should eagerly wait for the hope the confident expectation of good so as as believers that have been that have received the gift of righteousness we should wait for this this and have this confident expectation of good all the time. So you need healing, wait for it. Now, the title of this message is wait and don't try to help God because sometimes people they try to do stuff. The money looks funny. And yet they they're not they're not and and so what what do I do when my money hasn't manifested I need a certain amount of money or I need this job or I I need this and I need this uh, I'm believing for my uh, marriage restoration or whatever it is what do I do you wait with a confident expectation of good because you are the righteousness of God I, I've been through this dry periods where it seems like nothing is happening. And I'm 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 confessing, I'm making confessions like we made earlier, that I am my father's favorite child. <laughs> uh, I'm deeply loved, but it doesn't look like I am. Huh? but you you got this you got to keep that confident expectation of good hallelujah because you're the righteousness of God in Christ so wait for the good to happen wait for the if you need healing wait for that good to happen in your body wait for that healing wait for the finances to manifest are you out there Because sometimes it don't seem like it's happening fast enough. I believe this year will be a year of acceleration for you. This past week has been my greatest week in a long time. A series of things happened all in one week, whereas before, it didn't look like anything was happening. It didn't look like anything was working. But guess what? Things are working together for your good. When you can't see it, it's working. All right, let's go to, um, actually, this is the verse previous to that in Galatians chapter 5 and verse 4. Watch this. Christ is become of no effect to you. I got this from the original King James because I I like these these words here, of no effect. You don't want Christ to be of no effect, not effective in your life, okay? Christ has become of no effect unto you. Whoever or whosoever of you are justified by the law, you are fallen from grace. Now, when you hear this, this term, fallen from grace when people normally use this even outside of a church setting they talk about somebody who's uh, fallen into sin or i mean they had a lofty position but now you know they lost everything because of of, of, of something that they did uh, that they, they call well they're fallen from grace that's not what falling from grace means. It that doesn't have anything to do with somebody um, falling into sin. Falling from grace is when you are operating under God's unmerited, unearned, undeserved favor. That's what grace is. You are operating under grace. And then you go back to the law. That's what falling from grace means. You were you were walking, some people can't even fall from grace because they've never been under grace. <laughs> and when you're, and understand what I mean, when you're operating by the law, that doesn't mean just the Ten Commandments. You're, you're trying to uh, please God based on things you do. You're trying to make your, you, you, you're trying to live by your performance. And you believe that that God's approval of you, his love for you, his acceptance of you is based on your performance. Some people have never gotten off of that train. But get on the grace train. Because the Bible says we're under grace. But some people, they they come under grace for a while, but it gets to be too good to to be true for them. I mean, it can't be this good. That mean I don't have to do anything in order to get God to bless me? Is, is that what you're saying? That that my that that the blessing and the favor on my life has nothing to do with, with my performance or or don't I have to do anything? No. You mean I don't have to do anything and God will still bless me? Yes. Oh, I can I don't accept that. I mean, they're with it for a while, but then they said, man, this is too good to be true, and they get scared of it, and they throw it away. You know know what they did? They fell from grace. That's what that means. Now, what religion will tell you, now watch this. When Christ is of no effect, that means you're you're not being healed, you're not not prospering, you're not blessed. Now, there's periods where it doesn't look like anything is happening But you're under grace and you you have a confident expectation of good for your future. And you, you are expecting a manifestation in that area because you trust in God. Amen. You're depending on grace. Okay. And so eventually it's going to happen. And Christ will be of effect to you. Okay. When you're under grace. But but people that don't have anything happening in their life. They don't they don't see any manifestations. Christ is of no effect. Now, what religion will tell you is the reason why things aren't working, the reason why Christ is not of effect in your life. Now listen to me carefully, is because of something you did. Maybe you're not praying enough. Maybe you're not reading the Bible enough. You're not, you're Church attendance is flaky, and that's the reason why they'll point to you as to why Christ is of no effect but or or some sin in your life. Now, we're not for sin. In fact, the Bible says when you are under grace, sin won't have dominion over you. We're not in favor of sin, but sin is not the reason that Christ is of no effect. The reason why this, this, look at this. You can see it for yourself. Why, is, why does Christ become of no effect in somebody's life? Is because they're trying to keep the law. In other words, they're trying to live by their performance, by their works, by their efforts, by their obedience, God ain't gonna bless you if you if you ain't obedient, if you ain't doing what he told you to do, he ain't gonna bless you. Not according to this. The reason why that Christ is of no effect in your life, the only reason is when you put yourself under law. What does justify mean? To declare righteous? Christ has become of no effect whoever is trying to be justified by what you do. Can you see that? Not because of sin, but Christ becomes no effect when you try to be justified by the law. You're trusting in your strength, in your ability, in your obedience. Thank you. Lord. Say this. Say, God wants to do it in me, for me, and through me. God wants to do it for me, in me, and through me. Amen. Through the Holy Spirit who, who you have living on the inside of you. <laughs> Many people are having problems. Watch this. You know why a lot of people are having problems in their life? Because they're trying their best to overcome the situation. Now that sounds crazy many people are having problems because they're trying their best to fix it they're trying their best to overcome it they they're, they're, they're trusting in their own strength you know one one indication one telltale sign that that you're not trusting God is whatever area that's frustrating you I'm going to take a sip of water on that one. If there's any area in your life that's frustrating you, that's an indication that that's an area where you're not trusting God. (laughs) A good indication that you're not trusting God is when you're frustrated. So any, any area of your life where you're frustrated, that's a, that's a telltale sign that that's an area where you're not trusting God. See, your, your job is to relax and rest in him. thinking about this my friend who's a, he's a multi-millionaire now i remember one time in his life when when it looked like nothing was happening for a period of time he said and he, and he was believed but he was believing he said i don't see nothing and i know what he meant by that i went through a long stretch just, just here up until Sunday. And, um, man, it was, it was a long stretch. It just seemed like a dry area. It just seemed like God was a million miles away. And I didn't see anything. And then suddenly, a set of things happened, like, one by one by one. All the way up to the, from, from from Sunday to Saturday night. Just a set of just things. And 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 but like before that, like, where was God then? In you? You were success. My daughter Adrian said something that blessed me. I can't really say it the way she she said that, but she talked about how God operates, he operates outside of time. And for him, it wasn't, it was it, he already had it, it's already done. And all I did is step into it. See, like, let's say you got an issue with children. A child not behaving the way they should. Not living the way that you brought them up. Girl, you know I raised you better than that. Huh? But, but yet, you know what you do? 1 Peter 5, 7 says, casting all your care on him, for he cares for you. The Amplify says, casting the whole of your care. Something like this. They're casting the whole of your care. All your anxiety. All your worry. Now, Lord, I, I, I can take some of these burdens. But you take half of them and I take the rest of them. No, it's just an all-or-nothing deal. He said, cast the whole of your care, all your anxiety, all your concern, once and for all on him. For he cares for you affectionately and cares about you watchfully. So when you have an issue with one of your kids, you say, Lord, I, I, I just cast, cast Johnny over on you. And Johnny's not your problem. Johnny's not my problem. He's your problem. And I'm going I'm I'm, I'm to sit back with my legs crossed and rest. Don't try to help him. Johnny, you know I raised you better than that. You need to get yourself together. You need to get off them drugs. You ain't doing nothing but destroying your life. Anybody had any kind of conversation with, you, with your kids? And, and how many of you understand that don't work? You make them want to get, do drugs some more. It's best just, just, let, just give them to the Lord. Let the, the Lord knows how to deal with them. The Lord knows how to reach them. And he knows the people. Sometimes you're not the laborer. He'll he'll send a laborer across their path. I don't know. I don't remember who it was, but it was somebody. I think he's a son or grandson or somebody, some famous minister or whatever, but he had lost his way in. And they were friends of. Of his family that would go and try to reach him, and one guy went up to him and tried to preach to him, straighten him out. But the guy that reached him was somebody that came and loved on him, loved him unconditionally, reflected the father's heart toward him, and showed him love and compassion. He didn't condone what he did, but he just told him, "Look, I'm there. I'm there for you." Call me whenever you need me. I'm just reaching out to you. To help you any way I can. Amen. And that reflects the father's heart. Uh, let's, let's look at somebody who. Oh man, time's I might have to finish this next week. Let's go to Galatians chapter, Galatians 4. Let's look at Abraham and Sarah. Now, this is an example of somebody who tried to help God um, Galatians 4 21 tell me you who desire to be under the law do you not listen to the law for it is written Abraham had two sons one by a slave woman and one by a free woman the slave woman was Hagar it was Abraham and, and Sarai her name was Sarai at the time was their maid and won by a free woman okay that's Sarah but the son of the slave was born according to the flesh that's what I want you to see See, what, 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 everybody's born according to the flesh <laughs> but see flesh in this context you know what it means it means self effort Ishmael son of Hagar that was the result of Abraham and Sarah trying to, uh, trying to make the promise come to pass. And they had an Ishmael. okay God said he was going to have kids, that the heir was going to come from his house was, was telling him he's going to come from Sarah. And, and Abraham tried to say, "Well no, Eleazar, he'll be the heir." And he said, no. Gonna come from y'all, and yet the very next—that's that, in Genesis 15—and the ne- in the very next tr- chapter, they try to help God. Now we'll, we'll get to that in a second. Okay, so can you see this? This son, this son of the slave, Ishmael, son of so we could say, Ishmael, who was the son of Hagar, was born according to the flesh. That means. He was born according to self-effort, trying to bring the promise to pass on their own. Because they got impatient after about 10 years, it wasn't wasn't happening. While the son of the free woman was born through promise, okay, um, now this... may be interpreted allegorically, these women are, the, are two covenants. Now, how do people miss this? These women are what? They are two covenants. Okay, go to the next slide. What, what two covenants? The old covenant and, an, and the new covenant. Say, so these women are the two covenants. One is Mount Sinai. That's where the law was given, Okay. So one represents the law, bearing children for slavery. She is Hagar. Now ha- Hagar, And now Hagar is Mount Sinai. That's the law. In Arabia, she corresponds to the present Jerusalem, for she is in slavery with her children. But the woman above is free. See, so that's Sarah. And she is our mother. So Sarah represents... This heavenly Jerusalem. Now let's, let's go over to Genesis 16 and see what happened. Now it was Sarah's idea. Let me just pick on the women for a minute. It's very interesting because you know uh, that that Sarah's name. You know what it, you know what it means. She was some little laid back. Let me let me just let me frame it for you. Her name means not not Sarah. Sarah, the name that God changed change her name to, means princess. You ever wonder what Sarai means? I know, Pastor, I never thought about it. Me I mean either. You know what it means? Domineering. She's the one to put that thought. It was her idea. It's like, look, it don't look like this thing's happening. I'm telling you, wait, don't try to help God. You know, this guy went to heaven one time. This guy went to heaven, and, and, and there was this long line of men. Y'all with me now? Y'all still on Sarah? Okay. These men ought to say amen. Anybody know Domineering Women? That's what Sarah was. So this fella, he went to heaven, and he saw this long line of men. I mean, it's like a sea. It's like as far as his eyes can see. And he looked over at the top of the sign. And said, It said, this line was men who were dominated on this earth by their wives, and then he noticed over here on the side there was a a, a sign that said there was one guy in the line, and the sign said men who wasn't was not dominated by their wives. And so the guy, he looked over there at that guy, at one guy in line. He said, he said, man, he's like, dude, you the man. Like, how'd you get there? He said, I don't know. My wife told me to get in here. <laughs> <laughs> I seems like I heard something from a Sarai somewhere over in the corner. So... Now, now, Sarah, Abraham's wife, had borne him no children. She had a female Egyptian servant whose name was Hagar. And Sarah said to Abraham, uh, behold. What does that mean? Look. <laughs> like, like, y'all know women like that? Look. <laughs> okay, look, look here. <laughs> here, what we're going to do. This thing, man. I thought God said we're going to have children, man. Look, this stuff ain't happening. Behold. The Lord has prevented me from bearing children. She had given up on the promise. Now, she's trying to bring this promise to pass on her own. She had a female Egyptian servant, servant whose, whose name uh, was, was Hagar. Oh, I'm in the next go, go into my servant. Y'all know what that means, go in, right? Yeah. Have sex with her, okay? Uh, it, it may be that I shall obtain children by her. And Abraham listened to the voice of Sarah. So after Abraham had lived 10 years in the land of Canaan, Sarah, Abraham's wife, took Hagar, the Egyptian, her servant, and gave her to Abraham, her husband, as a wife. And he went into Hagar, and she conceived. And when she saw that she had conceived, these women issues right here, she looked with contempt on her uh, on her mistress, you know, because see her mistress wasn't treating her right. After that, you know, uh, uh, after uh, she give birth to this child, now let, let, let me tell you something. See, she had she she had some problems out of Hagar, cause Hagar probably thinking, hey, you can't even you can't even have no kids. I'm the one that gave him a child, all right. And so she ended up ended up getting put out. And guess what? See, the law got put out. And see, rem- remember the two women are the two covenants. Let me tell you something as I, as I close. I mean. Sometimes it looks like, we may have to, I've got a little meat on this bone still, but I don't know if I need to give some more next week. I think I will. but You know, sometimes it looks like the law can produce quick results. Sometimes the law can get you quick results. When you try to help, again, you lost self-effort. It looks like you can get there a little bit faster. Hmm? As far as we know, uh, this was only a one-time deal with Hagar and, uh, and Abraham. And she got a, they got a quick result. As far as we know, he only slept with her one time, boom, she instantly got pregnant. Wonder how many times Abraham and Sarah been trying? So they got impatient. This is a great story that to, to, to help you when it looks like things aren't working. God hadn't forgotten his promise. I said God hadn't forgotten his promise. She said the Lord. Pre- The Lord has prevented me from bearing children. That wasn't true. It wasn't happening quick enough for her. She felt like she had to do something else. And guess what the scripture tells us? That Ishmael was born according to self-effort. And you know what? God waited. I think. I think this was seventy-five. I think they were about seventy-five when this happened. I can imagine what they think. Man, I'm set. We we seventy-five. I know what God said, but does anybody get anything out of this, Out of this, it's like when something when this. I'm telling you what to do when it, it don't look like anything's happening. You just wait. And don't try to help God. And they waited another 25 years. When when all the Viagra and Cialis couldn't help him. I mean, at this point, it had to be a miracle. God is like, are, are you done? Now let me do my thing. What are you you standing? What are you believing for? Just give God praise for it right now. When it doesn't look like things are going your way, things are working for your good right now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Y'all a little quiet today, but I hope y'all getting something out of this. Whoo! Man. I don't know if I... Helped you, I'm preaching myself happy. <laughs> every head bowed, every eye closed. Heavenly Father.